Welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. I would now like to introduce our tax practice leader, Joe Bouble. Good day, everyone. I welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. My name is Joe Bouble. I'm the firm's tax practice leader and a tax partner in the New York City office. Today we have as our guest, Mitzi Hollenbach, who's a partner in the Rhode Island office. Mitzi, welcome. Thanks for having me, Joe. Good to have you back for the never-ending topic of PPP loans. So I know there are things we're waiting for, and we'll talk about that a little later, but about a week ago on June 5th, the president signed the PPP Flexibility Act. So can you tell us what that does? Yeah, so Joe, this was kind of a long-awaited fix that uh, people were really looking to hope to extend the covered period for the uses of the PPP funds. There was a lot of pressure that kind of came to fruition to really push for this to go through because we still have a lot of businesses that are still shuttered that are unable to open their doors based upon requirements from their local state or health agencies. And so what was happening is the Paycheck Protection Program loans, which are designed to keep people employed really weren't necessarily able to do their job if people didn't have a job to go to because those businesses were closed. So what the PPP Flexibility Act that was signed into law on June 5th really does is it kind of does four key things for this PPP program. The first thing it does is it actually extends the covered period. So it used to be that you had eight weeks to use the funds for things like payroll, um, interest on covered mortgage, obligations, rent, utilities expenses. But what this act actually did is it extended that covered period from eight weeks all the way to 24 weeks later, or December 31st, 2020, whichever time period is earlier. So as long as you received a loan prior to June 5th, 2020, which is the enactment date, that you could elect still to choose your eight-week covered period for the uses of the payroll proceeds, or you can elect now this longer 24-week period to use the proceeds from the PPP loan. What also happened under this act is that the loan forgiveness amount, it used to be that the SBA, through one of their interim final rules, they indicated that you had to use at least 75% of the borrower's loan amount for payroll costs. What the Flexibility Act did is it actually relaxed that to only needing to use um, 60% for for payroll costs. So you have 40% available for things like rent and utilities and other non-payroll costs. It also extended the safe harbors um, for the hourly and salary wage reductions. So, uh, and also on top of that, it extended the safe harbor for the FTE restoration to December 31st, 2020. So in that case, if you fully restore your full-time equivalent counts by December 31st, 2020, or your salary or hourly wage reductions, although we're not entirely sure, you know, if it's something, there's still a lot to be learned about this that will be issued through additional final rules or interim final rules and frequently asked questions with regard to these safe harbors. If it happens to be a date anytime between now and December 31st, or if we have to wait the entire period to get to December 31st to determine if you've met that safe harbor. So that's, that's still an unknown. But it also allowed then for an extended deferral of the loan repayment. So the maturity of these loans used to be two years. Now for any loan that's entered into after June 5th, 2020, the maturity date is five years. There's, you know, for any of those existing loans that were two-year maturities, the bank has the option to work with the borrower to extend it now to a five-year maturity period. So, okay, I mean, those are great. the major changes. 
Yeah. So it adds a certain amount of complexity, but they're all very, very uh, favorable to the borrowers, which is uh, the original intent of the CARES Act to begin with. So this is very favorable development, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And and I think, you know, there's still a lot of questions, as I mentioned, and, and certainly as late as yesterday. Um, so on June 10th, you know, we certainly were able to see the first modification to the first interim final rule under the new Flexibility Act that was released. So we'll we'll watch and see for what revelations are going to come from the frequently asked questions and interim final rules, which will impact the borrowers. Right. But yes, all positive. Okay, good, good. And uh, in terms of what's yet to be done, what, what, do, you, what do you expect that these uh, new interim rules will say or what issues do we have to deal with yet? Yeah, so there, there's still, you know, a number of different unknowns. And on June 8th, actually, there was a, a joint statement released by um, the SBA and Treasury stating that they'll be coming out with a new application form and they'll be coming out with more instructions on the new application form. So right now, um, you know, there's a number of different businesses out there who either have finished their first covered period um, where their first eight weeks from the date they received the loan to now is over. And then there's some that might be electing the alternative payroll covered period, which gives them essentially another you know, week or two, depending upon their payroll frequency. But now they have the option to look at this and say, do I really want to go out 24 weeks? But we really don't know what going out 24 weeks really means. If they can apply for forgiveness prior to the end of that 24-week period, you know, what costs are going to count? Is it going to be maximized at the amount of the loan amount that was issued um, that will be eligible for forgiveness? What happens if, if these businesses believe that their FTE count might be as high as it's going to be right now? And by the end of the year, you know, with all the potential uncertainty, they may have fewer employees at the end of the year. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of questions out there on how we're going to actually apply the safe harbors, how the companies are going to able, uh, be able to apply for forgiveness and when. Okay. And then there's still the open question of whether the use of the proceeds of a PPP loan that is forgiven are tax deductible. The IRS has come out and said they believe it's not deductible, but I believe there's a movement afoot to have that a, le a legislative fix put in, correct? Yeah, so, you know, things like that, um, you know, when, when the clients and when our, our businesses are really looking at the whole picture, they can't ignore uh, the impact of, of taxation, you know, on their ability to really withstand some of these changes and some of these you know, difficulties that they've had during this COVID-19 crisis. So hopefully we see something soon on the deductibility of these expenses so that our clients at least can put a check mark next to you know, whether or not that question is going to be answered. Right, great. Well, again, Mitzi, thank you very much for coming on. This was very helpful. And I'm sure when the uh, interim interim guidance is issued, we'll have you back. So again, thanks, I know how busy you are. And uh, to everyone out there, please uh, be mindful of our other podcasts on various topics of the CARES Act. And also to everyone out there, stay safe and carry on. And thanks everyone, have a good day.